is the Odd and Offbeats podcast. Hey, I'm Balls. Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the ever-assiduous Louis Fox. That's right. I'm like a nice vinegar. Just yes. very acidic. <laughs> I will foam the hell out of your baking soda. You're, you know, you're a busy dude, man. You're, uh, you're always on the go. Even today, you're like, I gotta go. I got a, a haircut at 10 o'clock. We have to record in the morning. I ha- okay, I have a haircut at 11 o'clock but I need to get there. You're going to wash your hair before you go to the hair cutting place? It's in North Seattle, so I got to drive up there. You're driving 30 minutes to get your hair cut? Yeah, yeah. So a friend of mine, Aaron, uh, they're a hairstylist. So Uh I'm getting getting it shot by a friend. You said it was a magician friend is cutting your hair? Yeah, they're a magician. So, And are they going to pull like... Oh, is this tweezers in behind your ear? Or is this a razor behind your ear? Uh, I secretly hope so, but also I would leave if that happened. <laughs> it's like when I went to the psychic barber. Yeah. They, yeah, they asked me uh, what I wanted and I walked out. I said, this isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah, I went to the magician barber and they just took, took stuff out of the blue liquid and cut my hair. I was very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> what is that blue liquid, man? That's thing is that what weirds me out. That's barbicide, is what that is. Why, so why a, do we not use that in all things? Like, why? I'm sure that can kill COVID. Yeah, that's no, what we should I, be drinking. I'm just saying, I'm a bar, uh, barbicide certified COVID specialist. I took the test a uh, month, a year ago during COVID. You did, yeah, to become yeah. what? What? What's the certificate? What does it allow you? It's, <laughs> It says I've completed training to be a barbicide certified COVID hairstylist. So you can so you can style other people's hair. Well, I can. Do they cover the- you with a lawsuit if you like? <laughs> if I if if my hair salon is a super spreader. Oh man! So yeah, so you're going. So you're just. I'm just saying you're busy. That's all I'm saying. It's been 18 months since I've paid for a haircut. Uh huh. And it, I look like it too. I think. No, I mean, it looks good, man. I mean, I like the little Brazilian that you've kept on your head for the last year. <laughs> your little landing cat. strip that you've had. Yeah. yeah. What's, but the back part, because I cut it myself, it's just slowly been inching up. So now it's kind of ridiculous. Like where, where it crowns is getting pretty far forward. Uh-huh. You pretty so. much just have like a front mullet. It's like everything else is sort of shaved, but you have like a front mullet. Yeah, it's party in the front. It's the back is on the front. <laughs> it's I'm a party, party in, in the front. front. Get the fuck off my porch. In the back. In the back. Get, get the hell off my back porch. <laughs> get off the foot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Louie, let's get to some stories, man. Let's do it. For some weird news. This story comes from the APnews.com. That's a news source more reliable than going to the Red Lobster and picking the one that's floating upside down. Is that not a good thing? 
That is <laughs> probably the worst quality in a lobster that you could ever. Make. If I was a lobster, I would learn how to float on my back. <laughs> I would just be like, all right, I got to learn this skill. Well, so I used to go to this fish wholesaler uh, who sold fish to Chinatown and she would let me buy like one, like a, a crab or like a one fish uh, where normally she dealt with restaurants. But if I went in when she was slow, she'd sell it to me. And she would always try and sell me the fish that was like upside down. I'm like, I don't think you're supposed to do that. <laughs> the one that's rotting. The one that's like in the garbage. She's like, oh, I have this fresh fish. Yeah, this one's been dead for 13 years. But uh, <laughs> have you ever had mummy fish? It's amazing. At like how does it mummify in the water? At 101, she's still hauling lobsters with no plans to stop. <laughs> the only plan to stop her is a heart attack. Yeah, pretty much. When Virginia Oliver started trapping lobster off Maine's rocky coast, World War II was more than a decade in the future. The electronic traffic signal was a recent invention, and few women were harvesting lobsters. And the boat captain was Methuselah. Who? Methuselah. He's, according to the Bible, the oldest person ever lived at like 900 years old. Methuselah? Yeah. Was he a lobster fisherman also? He was also a noted lobster fisherman. <laughs> he was also the world's first lobster fisherman. You, you know how many lobsters are in the Dead Sea? So many. Oh, there are zero I, in the Dead Sea. Exactly. I, I thought you, I, the Red Sea is the one oh. that uh, Moses parted. I've been in that one too. There might be lobsters in that one though. Yeah, Moses was the number one lobster man. He would just part that bad boy, walk through and pick him up. Right. <laughs> Oh, I'll take that crab. I'll take that lobster. <laughs> Nearly a century later, at age 101, she's still doing it. The oldest lobster fisher in the state and possibly the oldest one in the world, Oliver, still faithfully tends to her traps off Rockland, Maine, with her 78-year-old son. This is crazy. Like, neither of them can have a driver's license in the state of Maine, but they can skip her a ship? Okay. I mean, like, you, having a 78-year-old kid, that's wild, man. That, what's wild is neither of them could drive for Uber, but they can out, go out and harvest, <laughs> drive, drive a ship to harvest lobsters. I mean, combined with their Social Security and AARP benefits, I think uh, they're living large. <laughs> I think they are. Lobster every night for these two. She could sell her secrets. She's like, you know, instead of the old fisher lady, she should be like that old lady on the dock that like the fishermen go to before they set their boat out at sea. She's got right? the cup of tea and she swirls it. She yeah, goes, right. storms are brewing. <laughs> exactly, right? I don't see your whole crew making it back. <laughs> Two oh, by land, one by sea. Oliver started trapping lobsters at age eight, and these days she catches them using a boat that once belonged to her late husband and bears her own name, the Virginia. She said she has no intention to stop, but she is concerned about the health of Maine's lobster population, which she said is subject to heavy fishing pressure these days. But here's the thing. She's been pulling for like 90 plus years out of there. Like she's had an impact on it. Whether yeah, right? <laughs> all these whippersnappers harvesting all the lobster. Back when I was a kid, we only took two lobsters. Stop fishing the exact same location. You've been at 86 years. Does she pull in a lobster and she goes, when I was a kid, I caught your grand, grand, yeah, grand, right? grand, great, 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 great grandpappy. I bet the lobster is like, you killed my great-grandmother. Now prepare to die. <laughs> she, she, they're, like, they're like, that lady is the worst. <laughs> they got little pictures of her up in their little lobster coves. It's like, <laughs> she is the Di El Diablo. <laughs> Think about it. She is the El Diablo of the main lobster. <laughs> 
The lobster industry has changed over the course of Oliver's many decades on the water, and lobsters have grown from a working-class food to a delicacy. The lobsters fetched 28 cents a pound on the docks when she first started trapping them. Now it's 15 times that. Wire traps have replaced her beloved old wooden ones, which these days are used as kitsch in seafood restaurants. I think it's crazy that it's only in almost 100 years, it's only gone up 15 times from 28 cents to whatever 15 times 28 is. Other aspects, though, are remarkably similar. She's still loading pogies, lobster speak for manhaden, a small fish, into traps to lure the crustaceans in. And she's still getting up long before dawn to get on the boat and do it. Here's what I love. They're like, she's still loading pogies, lobster speak for manhaden. We're like, what? And then they have to break it down one more time. Well, yeah, I like how they described a word you don't know with another word you don't know. And then, and then finally throw out the simplest word. <laughs> She was destined for this life in some ways. Her father was a lobster dealer starting around the turn of the century and it's instilled a love of the business in Oliver who would join him on trips. I like how it's a lobster dealer, not like a fishmonger or whatever. She's like, he's this dude on the street level being like, yo, what you need? You need some lobster. You need some, some crawdads. What you <laughs> I got blue lobster. I got red lobster. I got white lobster. I dude, got... <laughs> if I got a hookup on an albino lobster if you got cash. Cash only, bro. <laughs> Wayne Gray, a family friend who lives nearby, said Oliver had a brief scare a couple of years ago when a crab snipped her finger and she had to get seven stitches. She never even considered hanging up her lobster traps, though. I think it's crazy that in 90 plus years, she only got clipped by a crustacean once. I love how they're like, that's a near scare. Like when you say, oh, she had a near scare, you're thinking, oh, maybe she had a stroke or she had a heart attack. Well, nope, she just like got bit. Her, yeah, her foot got taught, caught in a line and she got thrown overboard or something. Yeah, the doctor yes. admonished her, said, why are you out there lobstering? Gray said, she said, because I want to. <laughs> That was the weirdest sentence. <laughs> because they're quoting someone telling a story, which is really weird. They're telling they're quoting someone telling a story about her. They're quoting then... someone telling a story about telling a story. <laughs> so this is like this is so deep in quotation marks, it's insane. <laughs> that was a hard sentence to read. The After end all... of the sentence the end of the sentence, there's like eight sets of quotation marks in a row. <laughs> After all these years, Oliver still gets excited about a lobster dinner of her own and typically fixes one for herself about once a week. And she has no plans to quit lobstering anytime soon. I like doing it. I like being along the water, she said. And so I'm going to keep on doing it just as long as I can. Well, I mean, I guess, yeah, do it to do it till you can't do it, right? I mean, it, it costs a lot to go into the old age home. And I guess what's interesting to me is that they, they don't ask her, like, what's the secret to longevity, you know? What's no, the... they're just going, why are you still lobstering? Yeah, why the hell are you still out there you should you should be in a home staring at a wall yeah you should be doing nothing physical or mentally challenging you should be drooling from your mouth with a bunch of meds that you didn't need that we we injected you with how is lobstering better than doing a puzzle yeah you should be getting visited by your loved ones at least uh once every other month yeah you should not be seeing your family every day <laughs> Come on. Uh, it'd be funny if she put her son in a, in an old folks home. And she's, she's out still lobstering, <laughs> bringing back lobster. All right, what do you think, Louie? I like that she's out there doing stuff. She's getting some fresh air. She's pillaging the planet of our natural resources. Hey, she is, uh, you know, she, she she's doing the only thing that she's known her whole life. <laughs> I, know, I know, lobstering and skippering a lobster ship. What else can I do? <laughs> All right, I like it. Yep.
story part two. This story comes from HuffingtonPost.com. That's a news source more reliable than buying a delicious slice of pizza from a porta potty. Yeah, you know I don't trust it. Honestly, I think you know they might not have a sanitization permit. <laughs> they, they don't have a separate bathroom for their workers to use. <laughs> yeah, guys, I don't can't trust a guy not wearing gloves and a fishnet hat. You know. <laughs> yeah. Porta potties are weird because we work at a lot of, of large events, and so sometimes we end up having to use the porta potty, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Years ago, I was at a fair, and there's like this back area. There's a porta potty. I got to take a waz. So I go to it and I go to open it because it's you know it's not locked. And there's a dude in there. Okay. And so I go to open it and I'm like, oh sorry, it wasn't locked. And the guy goes, it's okay, come in. I was like, whoa, whoa, no. <laughs> it's like. I'm surprised you didn't go in. I mean, you are one for the story. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm surprised your mind didn't go, let's see where this goes. <laughs> Maybe he has pizza. <laughs> All right. Alleged pizza roll pooper apprehended after Oklahoma grocery store incident. <laughs> yes, it's an incident already. Right. Yes, it's an international incident. And it's involved Italy and their fine pizzas. There is a note to our readers. Some people may find the below description of the crime offensive <laughs> i like how it's offensive when an adult poops on pizza rolls yeah but when a baby does it in a biodegradable sack full of you know absorbent materials it's, it's adorable it is adorable especially when you leave it in the grocery store <laughs> right behind the wheat thins <laughs> shirley wright johnson had a crappy shopping experience on wednesday literally wright johnson said she okay hang on the person who wrote this article, when they got to write, had a crappy shopping experience, they were like, yes. Oh, there's a few of that in here. This right. is written by a high school student. <laughs> this is actually re reposted from Huffington Post from the uh, Oklahoma high school <laughs> newspaper. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Wright Johnson says she was picking up some items at a grocery store in Moore, Oklahoma with her two daughters when she reached for a bag of frozen pizza rolls. She quickly discovered something else in her hand human excrement i like that she knew it was human not like dog oh yeah right whatever. i would assume it's just like raccoon poop because they're pizza rolls i mean i think you can tell you know i don't think you know raccoons uh poop such right. large masses so when you're up here next time i see you we're gonna have the poop off i'm gonna i'm gonna poop in one hand and take my dog's poop in the other hand and i'll be and a, you have to tell me what is what blind field test <laughs> A blind field test. Yeah. <laughs> I picked up a bag of pizza rolls and there's literally shit, she said in a video obtained by Oklahoma City NBC affiliate KFOR-TV. Human shit. Excuse my language. I like how they're like in a video obtained by Oklahoma City NBC affiliate. Like like it's the Zapruder film. Or, <laughs> we know. paid for the we paid for this stuff. We don't reveal our sources. <laughs> Someone defecated inside a supermarket freezer onto a bag of Totino's pizza rolls, then covered the mess with another package of the treats, police told the TV station. Here's why you cannot trust police. They're falsifying this uh this uh, report because I don't know anyone who called pizza rolls a treat. Yeah, and I feel like this is if the best sort of endorsements for Totino's pizza rolls. <laughs> They're like, she still bought them even after <laughs> the food. I grabbed the bag. I felt something smushy on the bag, so I turned it over, and there it was, Wright Johnson said. I was upset. I was disgusted. I feel like I was violated. But really, you violated the structure of the pizza roll poop. Like you put your hand in it, it didn't put it, it didn't jump on you. 
I don't, I don't think violated is not the right word, honestly. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's, it's like, it's like stepping in poop. Like, do you feel yeah. violated when you step in poop? It's not, it's not like the poop kept her from marching over a bridge in Alabama and exactly. turned dogs and fire hoses on Right. Her. The ride home was miserable, she said, even though she quickly scrubbed off her hands. All the way home, my kids were still like, Mom, I can smell it. I can smell it. I'm like, I smell it too, baby. <laughs> Which is weird. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Whenever they go to the store and they make their shopping list from here on in, does that family write poopsa rolls? Ah, nice. Nice, Louie. I think they should. <laughs> she told Oklahoma City CBS affiliate KWTV. Dash TV is just disgusting. That's the only word I can use is disgusting and horrible. I like how this is the statement that they didn't have to obtain. She openly told this one. I like how she said that's the only word I can use is disgusting and horrible. And horrible. <laughs> oh, and, and another one. And another word. And horrible. And I don't like it. <laughs> Moore police, using surveillance video from the scene of the grime, flushed out a man they identified as a person of interest. He was booked into the Cleveland County Detention Center on unrelated charges while the poop probe continues What are the KFOR. Un- what are the unrelated charges? Oh, man. They're so, they're so mysterious. I know. Did now? Did this guy just dry dock poop? Like, did he use any paper? Did he did he wipe with like, I don't know. I think he he just he just pooped, put his pants back on, and walked away. And then did he like put his butt in the freezer section, like in the freezer, or did he put it on the floor, poop on it, and then put it back? Yeah, that's a good question. I would like to see the video because the police spokesperson told the smoking gun that the man's name will be released if formal charges are filed. The man also was reported taking pictures of women in the grocery store, police added. So there is a video, and I hope they release the video. We should file to get to be able to see it. Yeah, so they, uh, if you go to the smokinggun.com, there's a still photo of the suspect. Doesn't look homeless, he's just like a dude walking by a shopping cart that looks like it has pizza rolls in the shopping cart. <laughs> it's funny that there's poop on the pizza rolls because it's like what usually that's what happens after you eat the pizza rolls right it's sort of like <laughs> you're looking into the future it's like those cigarettes like in canada where they like that on all the packs of cigarettes they have like the destroyed lung from smoking <laughs> so that's what this is this is just like the future of what's gonna happen after pizza rolls you're gonna have a nasty shit well here's the here's the best part so i don't know if you see this at the end at the end of the article it says before you go and then it's this photo gallery, oh, Florida yeah. poopers. Yeah. <laughs> and there is uh, and this apparently is just mug shot. This is just mug shots of people. It doesn't say what they did. It's just people's faces. <laughs> apparently only nine people in Florida poop, according to this website. There's yes. a, have you clicked on it? There's like a lady wearing like a barber uh, protector, you know, like the thing they put around your clothes. Oh, the blonde like, lady? Yeah. Then there's just like a dude who's looked like he's sitting in his back porch. <laughs> yeah. The, he just, this looks like, like his, his Facebook profile picture. He's just chilling. So anyway, so what do you think about this, Louie? Uh, <laughs> I'm glad they caught the guy and uh, really... Save your poop, not for the freezer section. You want to go to the canned good aisle because they can still resell that. Stuff. Yeah, I would go inside. I mean, for me, if you're going to do it, go in like a box, you know, open up a box. So when they get home, <laughs> they, you got to get all the way home. Yeah. Take a nice, nice dump and then bring it back. Yeah, right. All right. Well, uh, I think we're all better for this story. You know, I think we all grew a little bit. <laughs> <All right>. Yeah. <laughs> I like it.
Yep. It's the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. That's it for today, folks. I want to thank you so much for listening and remind you that you can give us a five-star review wherever you got this podcast at. That's right. If you got it on the streets, the guy in the trench coat who sold you a bootleg copy of it, tell him five stars. Yeah, just say... We really like this, sir. We really appreciate it. (laughs) Who wears a trench coat anymore? (laughs) Lots of people. Yeah, are you a retro flasher? (laughs) Uh, You can also sign up for our Patreon, folks, if you want to contribute in that way. It starts as little as $2 a month, and you get an extra bonus episode. That's right. You get bonus episodes. You get... All sorts of cool stuff. Postcards from the road. I heard a rumor that Matt may have sent out some postcards recently. Maybe. Not. not. Don't okay, be nobody to send him false promises. <laughs> that was just a rumor. <laughs> just Do you a... know how hard it, hard it is to get postcard stamps nowadays? <laughs> there will be. There will be soon. Uh-huh. So where can the fine people see you this week? Louie. On the 25th, you can check me out at the Buskers in the Berg. That's a busker festival in Ellensburg, Washington. I originally tried to give this gig to Matt, and he said he would take it, and then promptly told the guy he was booked. <laughs> yes, that is, uh, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> the best was, so I try and give this gig to Matt, and I'm like, are you available? He's like, yeah. I gave him the price. Matt's like, sure. So I send the guy, and the guy immediately texts me back, Matt's busy. I'm like, what? <laughs> Sorry. I forgot. I, I'm not busy. I'm in busy. I'm going to Vegas to see a show. So I uh, didn't realize. I saw the empty date on my calendar, but then when I looked closer, it was. Uh, yeah. Ah, now you're going to see Mark. What's his name? Rebel it. Oh, yeah. Now he's performing like today in Seattle. I, think. I know. He is. But my I think daughter wanted to go. I think it was yesterday, wasn't it? Oh, I don't it might have been yesterday. By the time we paid all the fees. With the tickets, they were like 150 bucks each. Yeah. Ours were $30 in Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah. And we got a lobster buffet with it. <laughs> you, got, you got the giant porterhouse steak yeah. that you're going to throw away. You're like, I'm not going to eat this because I'm vegetarian, but we are going to throw it away. <laughs> uh, you're going to have fun in Ellensburg, man. I'm sorry that I uh, can't do it. I'm kind of bummed because it would be But nice here's the kick in the butt. I was booked, so I couldn't initially do it. So somehow it full circle came there back you go. to me. Look at that, dude. now I'm doing it. Look at that. <laughs> so where nice. can they catch you? Uh, now, I'm home right now. Uh, you can see me in Seattle visiting you on Thursday. We're going to oh, be uh, yeah. doing some in-person podcasting. And then I'll be in, Ve- in Las Vegas for a little vacation with Erica. Um, going to see Mark Rebellet on uh, the 26th. So if you are in the Vegas area and you want to grab a drink or, you know, Take my lobster voucher. You're more than welcome to. <laughs> or or buy, buy his tickets for an insane price <laughs> on the secondary market. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, that's it for today, folks. We want to thank you so much for listening, and we hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening, and stay weird.